Welcome to the Bridging Medicines podcast, a place where we explore and discover ways to heal and enhance our life experience physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Follow me to the show. Hi everyone, Emily back again with you. Today we have an incredible episode. This is the QHHD testimonial experiences of my dear, dear friend, Chelsea Hammond. Um, She talks about some deep physical experiences that she felt during her QHHD meditation. And she also talks about the effects of these meditations on her life afterwards. Um, If you want to find out more about Chelsea, she's doing beautiful work on self-love and tarot on her Instagram account at the.weekend.witch. And it is very powerful, strong, yet deeply, deeply loving at the same time. So enjoy this episode. Uh, One quick note is that the speech kind of cuts out here and there a little bit because we were recording where I was here in Toronto and she was in Montreal. So we're trying out this platform, um, but the message still comes across pretty clearly. And this is just such an exciting and beautiful account of what a QHHT experience can look like. Enjoy. I first want to know if there were any like expectations or fears that you had before going into the session um and yeah if you want to share that I think looking back I don't think I really had any expectations because I really had no idea what I was getting into I had no clue what it was really I hadn't done much research uh it just sounded like a cool thing to do I think in terms of fears I didn't really have I didn't have fears. I think I was like at that point in my life where I was just so, I was so overwhelmed and at kind of the end of my rope that, you know, I was willing to kind of try anything that I wasn't really afraid. Um, So I don't think I had fears in terms of expectations. I just hoped that it would give me kind of some peace or some understanding or a little bit of perspective. That was kind of what I was hoping to get from it that it would kind of at some on some level be a sense of relief or something you know yeah that that was kind of it I don't think I really had no idea I really had no idea what it was or what it involved or anything I really didn't and I don't think I even asked that many questions I was just so desperate that I was just like yes let's do it you know yeah (laughs) kind of thing I think it's so interesting because each person I've worked with comes from a totally different place and I've worked with a lot of people who came to me just by knowing the technique and the woman who invented it and then had a certain idea about it and then a lot of people were also just my friends looking for something to improve their lives and were just willing to trust and open up (laughs) and I think that's also like a very good energy and attitude to take to it because the more trusting and open a person is the more um kind of the deeper their experience can be well I think that that helped too that you 
I could just come in there and I could just trust you right off the bat. You know, that that is, that was a really important kind of ingredient, I think, for me to be able to relax. Yeah. That I was just so comfortable with you and I could just really trust you that everything was going to be okay. That I, I don't think the worries came into my mind, you know? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Okay, so now, yeah, do you want to share a little bit about your sessions? Or I know you had two sessions, so you can share a little bit about um, whatever feels important for you to, to share with people. Well, I think, so the first one, I think the cool kind of takeaway from the first one was more just the fact of how how you go kind of into this meditative state and then you actually physically really feel what's happening in your kind of regression. And I know the first experience and I can remember it so clearly. And I've told so many people about it because I remember just laying on the bed and just listening to you talk and like everything was fine. And I felt very much like I was consciously in the room and, you know, like, okay, relax. And all of a sudden I remember I felt like the whole bed was like swinging and I remember grabbing it and like physically having to hold on because I could feel my whole body swinging back and forth back and forth back and forth finally until my mind's eye came into focus and I could tell that I was looking out over a huge crowd of people and I could feel my throat closing up and I realized that I was being hung and like that was the moment that I was brought into this like really intense past life where I was being hung in front of a crowd of people and I literally felt as if I was physically being hung and I remember I remember just so vividly like being in shock at how visceral the feeling was like that it's you literally feel that exact experience And for me, I think that, you know, going a bit deeper and finding out a little bit more of the history of why I was, you know, like being kind of, well, not kind of, (laughs) but why I was being hung, you know, like going deeper into that, it kind of, without feeling that physical experience, I don't think I would have gotten to that point. You know what I mean? So by getting into that place and being so dramatically like in your body, um, allowed me to really like grasp kind of the trauma that I then carried into this life. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Like it just, I don't think without that physical feeling, I would have gotten what I needed to get out of that experience. So that was, that was the first kind of experience. I know the second one was a little bit more, um, gave me a little bit more clarity in terms of the patterns that I did in this lifetime. Can and I just was... go back to that, that hanging, um, just to yeah, kind yeah, of fin- yeah. finish that one up a little bit. Um, I find it kind of crazy how it's almost like that physical experience came before you could even mentally understand and like cognize what was going on. Like, oh yeah, 100%. It's, it's just mind blowing that. So that just kind of shows that it, it's not something made up in your mind it's something almost like in the cells of your body or in the energy that lives in the cells in your body that has this like story that needs to come out and and it comes out through the body and then the the mind can understand what's going on you know 
Well, that's the thing. It comes out like it came out through the body and then it comes out through your emotions. Yes. And then it's like it takes yeah. takes a few, takes a little while for your for your conscious mind that is able to kind of organize your thoughts. It takes yeah. a few seconds for it to catch up with what is actually going on. And it's like you realize this isn't you just imagining something or this isn't you just creating something out of your mind because it begins somewhere else right and it's your mind that you need to then use afterwards to kind of process but it doesn't begin in your mind it begins deep you know I believe deep in your cells in the memory you know in that kind of other place that you can't access just directly going just straight with your mind you have to allow that to come first and then everything else comes later and yeah and I remember you lying on the table and having this this look on your face of like confusion like what is going on like like seeing you that you were feeling something and being like what what is going on I'm and then you're like I'm I think I'm swinging and then you're like oh my god I think I'm I'm being hung and it's like this realization um how was that for you? Because that's a pretty intense thing to come into and not, I mean, I've seen some people come into intense uh, scenes like that. Um, and what we do after that is we, especially if it's a death scene, then we will work back in time to kind of fill out the story of that life. Yeah. Um, but how was that for you to come into, I mean, especially since you were coming into it without big expectations, you know, or too many thoughts about past lives and death. Um, how was that for you as such an intense start to it like when you when I talk about it now it's like wow that like is so traumatic and you would think that you would feel a lot of pain and fear and anxiety in the moment but I didn't feel that way I felt more a sense of like holy shit you know like oh my god oh my god I think this is what's happening I think that and you're trying to piece it together and you're trying to understand but you know that you are still on the bed, you know, you know that you are still safe and that you're not, you're not in any danger. So it kind of releases you from that feeling of needing to control or needing to, it releases you from that. So you can just really put the pieces together. And I remember after that, looking out and looking across the crowd and seeing this person standing there and knowing immediately it was, it's this funny kind of sense of knowing which kind of we get a glimpse of it in our everyday life but like I found when I was in the regression you get a really deep knowing of exactly you know I looked across the crowd I saw this person I knew immediately this person was watching me and I knew immediately that he was responsible for for my hanging and it was him who had caused this to happen and you have a deep deep sense that that is the story and you watch it piece together and it's like you don't feel scared you know Mm -hmm. like you feel you know that you're maybe in that body that that body would have been scared in that moment but you don't feel scared you feel like ah like oh my god okay this is why this this person it causes to happen and then like you said we worked backwards and we went into other aspects of that life before the hanging and I was able to get a deeper sense of my relationship with that person and you know what led up to that kind of sequence of events and it's like you feel, you feel that, you know, those feelings, but you're not so invested in them that they kind of restrict you as they would in your everyday life. That's right such now. a good you way know, of you putting don't feel it. Yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So that was, 
that was intense. And it actually released me from like that particular person that I felt, you know, in that regression who was looking at me, who he accused me of something that I didn't do. And I was hung for it. And it's funny because that same person in this lifetime um, has accused me of many things that I've never done Hmm. and has persecuted me for a lot of things that I've never done. And it's like, you know, watching this life and seeing, oh, this is maybe where it started, or this is maybe why we have this pattern and this same kind of cycle that continues in this lifetime, because healing needs to be done. And, you know, like, all of this kind of other stuff that comes with it, but you see that the things in this life that, you know, he's accused me of certain things or stuff like that, it's not necessarily personal. It's not necessarily even to do with this mm-hmm. life. It might have been to do with that life or ones before. And so it kind of, you know, liberates you a little bit. And it's like, okay, you know, there's something much bigger here. And if we can kind of grasp that, then it releases you even in this lifetime from those patterns. At least that's what I found. I was like, whoa, like this person's been <laughs> accusing me for a long yeah. time, a lot earlier than this life, you know, so to kind of get to that and to see that is it's you just takes kind of a bit of a weight off or at least it did for me that's for sure it almost gives like an expansion or like some space and air and 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 perspective right and then like you said you're just so less invested in making it such a big concentrated issue and it kind of just gets room to to open up and 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 kind Mm -hmm. of dissipate yeah, exactly. Do you find that um, you can let it go? Yeah. So do how do you, how did that like affect your relationship with that person in in this life going uh, after that session? So like those patterns and the cycles, I'm not going to say they ended because they definitely there's still been instances where you know I've been like. I've been blamed or I've been, this is a person that is consistently in my life and they're going to be in my life. And that's just the, you know, that's the reality of this lifetime. Um, And so those patterns, I still observe that they do come up that, you know, there are like kind of instances where I'm blamed or where I'm accused or where, you know, there's kind of judgment or things passed towards me, but I do feel that myself and the way I respond to it and the way I react to it has changed that I'm no longer like so invested. I'm no longer so hurt and so upset by it. And I'm no longer considering it and, you know, absorbing it and internalizing it. I'm kind of just like, well, okay, well you did that then (laughs) in that lifetime, you're going to do it in this one. Maybe you'll do it in another, you know, kind of thing. It's more, and I don't mean to make a joke of it, but it kind of almost is more comedic now that it's right. Like, okay, well, it's not necessarily anything that I've actually done in this moment. You know what I mean? It's just a pattern and a cycle. And, you know, when it's when it's ready, it will be released. When we've both gotten everything we need from it, it will be released. And until that time, at least I don't have to be drained by it or I don't have to be kind of sucked back in all the time yeah it's almost like you're no longer a victim of it internally yeah exactly exactly and like because you've done the session you've done the inner work about the situation and so you're kind of freed by it even though it's still happening and yeah and this person 
is probably still, you know, wrapped up in like playing in that storm. And so the external things are still happening, but you are internally freed from it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I know. And that was something that I remember looking and I remember seeing this person's face and I remember feeling like they felt incredibly guilty. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And that they, they, that I could see the weight of guilt that was then laid upon their shoulders. And I almost felt sorry for them. You know, like I almost felt like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. You know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know, you don't realize. And so that's another thing that even in this life, it's like, in a lot of circumstances and exchanges and, you know, interactions with that person. Now I look at them and I'm like, you don't realize what you're doing. You know, you're not. So there's a little bit more compassion on my end that it's like, you're doing this again and you've done this, you know, you're hurting yourself and I can see the guilt and I can see the pain that it's causing you. So that's another kind of element that it added that, you know, freed me from them and freed me from, being so upset and so hurt yeah and so angry perhaps too right because the compassion can sort of soften all that out while at the same time freeing you internally and therefore giving you more strength exactly exactly so so incredible I mean I remember that experience so clearly and I've told you know countless people about it because it was just so powerful to feel yeah. that physical hanging and like such a traumatic experience that I remember I was like, I remember I was on the bed and I was just bawling, crying, crying because there's this emotional kind of release that yeah. happens once you've seen it. And once you feel, and once you kind of comprehend the whole story and the whole life and you see it from kind of beginning to end, once you comprehend the whole thing, you just feel this kind of emotional release. And I remember I was crying so much that like my earlobes were filled with mm-hmm. tears you know like and as you're crying it's like you're letting it all go all of this kind of pain that you've been carrying for lifetimes you yeah, are able like, to you're kind crying, of release like, it you're crying for the little girl oh. and you're crying yeah. for the pain that that karma has also caused in this life and so yeah. it's like a release on so many levels it's yeah yeah it's really incredible it was really 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 cool yeah was really cool. And did you yeah. notice any uh, physical changes after that experience in your body? I don't remember. It was a long was. time ago. I don't remember. I seem to remember you had like a lot of shoulder issues, shoulder yeah. and neck issues and, like, at the time. That's what I was just going to say that like I had suffered a long time from neck and shoulder problems. And I remember, I remember that I remember it helping. I remember that there being a release, but I know that th- that those neck and shoulder issues, I think that they still, I still have yeah. them, but it's not something, it was really bad up until that yeah. point. I remember I couldn't, I couldn't turn my neck. I couldn't move. And I remember, you know, feeling the, the kind of rope around my neck and instantly thinking like, Oh, you know, broken neck. I wonder what you're carrying, you know, like in this lifetime, like no wonder you can't turn your neck, no wonder your shoulders and you feel all jammed in that area, you know? So definitely like, it's crazy. It's crazy what you carry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was, that was 
yeah, that was the first session we did together. And it was so incredible, especially that you being a friend and trusting me to do that with you. Um, I grew a lot from your experience and just supporting you through that and seeing how something that seemed so traumatic and violent could bring such a release for you and especially oh, someone yeah. I cared about. Uh, yeah, it just made me want to continue working with people in that way. I know. I just wanted to keep doing them over and yeah, over again. Yeah, I know. You can get addicted to them. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. I was like, okay, well, uh, let's do this again. Let's do this again. So that brings us to yeah. the second session that you did over almost over a year later uh, after yeah. the first one. And I remember I had told you that these are not some things to do very often. I mean, they take a lot of time. They can take anywhere from four to six hours. So it takes a lot of energy and planning to kind of fit that in. And uh, I remember I was just about to move and you had this beautiful healing space and you said, can we do one more session? And of course, I thought that would be amazing. And sometimes if you've done it once before, it can be easier. You kind of already know how to navigate those areas of, mm-hmm. of your brain and, and you know how, how the session kind of goes. So do you want to share a bit about the second session? Yeah, so that one, that one was a really especially compared to the first one I found the second one was a really beautiful one it was kind of silly and funny because um just like kind of personal context I was in a relationship with somebody and I was just like so madly in love with them and it just seemed like in this lifetime like I didn't understand why I loved them Mm -hmm. so much and I didn't understand because there was like there was lots of kind of red flags in this lifetime and things were just not working out um but I just couldn't like I was just infatuated with this person and I didn't understand why and so and I was struggling because I kind of knew like I have to let this guy go but I can't let him go but I have to because it's just very clear that this is not working but I couldn't actually do it. So then we did the regression and I like popped into this lifetime and I was this young, really kind of silly, uh, ditzy uh, girl. And I was aristocratic, like beautiful dress looking down. I had little like gloves on and an umbrella and fancy little shoes. (laughs) And I was running in the garden. Like I was, you know, and it, it, compared to who I am in this lifetime, I that's the type of girl that I would normally look at and be like, okay, she needs to grow up. You know, like I would typically look at her. I'm not that like ultra feminine kind of person. And meanwhile, in this lifetime, I very much was. And I was super bubbly and happy and this and she that. She was also and very then, wealthy, right? It almost was like she had everything yeah. handed to her she, to have this yeah. happy life and to be so happy and bubbly. And she had all the pretty exactly. things. And yeah, it, it was and, so funny. I remember and, you being like, oh, my God, this girl is too much. Like you were in it, but yeah. you were like her. And then you were like, I don't want like she's too much. <laughs> she's too much. Yeah. And that was it. Like the first kind of vision that I had of her, she was all dressed up, like complete. Every little inch of her was covered in all different kind of elaborate jewelry and all this kind of stuff. And she's in the garden and there's this big, beautiful fountain. And it was just over the top but you know like looking looking back and you know kind of 
the timing and or wherever she was somewhere you know it seemed very parisian european kind of thing and just it was it was just so not me but in that lifetime that was very much me and i remember i like looked up and there was this man there and it was very much this same person who I was now in a relationship with in this life but so can you talk about that like when you see the person how how do you know who it is in this life you just know right it's so weird because I can't even explain how you know because they don't necessarily look the same they you know I feel like it's almost this person is there and their soul, your soul recognizes that that is that soul. Yeah. And so they kind of piece together the, the kind of the like the facial features and stuff, but they still don't look exactly like the person in this life. They kind of take on, you know, like we're just souls and it's like a body is a body is a body. But then your soul kind of builds this person around this like energy that you have in this life and I don't even know if that's a good explanation but that's kind of immediately there's this big man and he doesn't really look like the person in this life this big tall man tall hat very beautifully dressed (laughs) and I look up at him and I'm like oh my god that's him and instantly this young woman is just completely head over heels over him he's much older than her she just falls totally madly in love with him he doesn't really speak a lot he just allows her to just carry on with her whatever the hell she's yapping on about (laughs) and talking about and but she just loves him so much she's it's young it's your first love it's very naive it's that type of love that she instantly has for him And in that moment, I remember being like, oh, my God, like that is exactly the love that I feel for this guy in this lifetime that like is is completely kind of really almost ridiculous. But it's like (laughs) in that lifetime, she was so young and naive, and she just cast her heart out and she just had no worries at all and had never had a worry in the world because she had been wealthy and all. She had no sense of anything bad could happen. And she just really gave everything to him. And she was lucky because I watched the progression of that life and he ended up loving her very much back and they ended up getting married and they ended up having like a very nice life. But in that lifetime, and this is what was very relevant to our life now, is that he ended up having lung problems and ended up dying really early. And so that was the sense in that life that I had that I was so in love with this person. She was so in love with him, but he was taken too soon. Mm -hmm. So she was holding on to him so much. And, you know, I watched, I watched in that lifetime, my husband, the love of my life, I watched him cough, 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 blood. And I watched him die in front of me. And it's like, you you realize you're like, that's why, like, I love this person before so, so much. And they were taken too early. And so in this life, it's like, you feel that love again, and you don't, you cannot accept that maybe this lifetime, you're not meant to be with them, you know, you still have that sense that you want to hold on as tight as you can. Well, it's like those attachments, like the attachments and the desires that we have, we carry them on like the deepest attachments and desires especially if we carry them to our death, then we carry them on to the next life. 
and and so we'll eventually we get what we want um and we pay the price for getting what we want at the same time right so it's like that was a deep soul urge to be with that soul again and then it had to be played out and let go so that that desire could be kind of resolved or healed yeah Yeah. totally it was it was such a it was such a beautiful kind of regression because like they were just she was so in love she was so happy and so filled with love pretty much like throughout the entire experience and and yet it's like you what she took from that or what my soul or you know whatever you want to call it has taken from that experience is just this this deep need to kind of love this person again you know you just want to kind of almost get back to that place where you can just be that way and it was it was really powerful to see that for me it was really powerful because in this life I kept asking myself you know what is it right. is this person <laughs> like what the hell is wrong with me what is it you know I'm a very like intelligent balanced person what is wrong like who do I I turn into when I'm with them (laughs) yeah and like you know am I you have this deep sense that there's an attachment that you can't explain so you are constantly wondering am I missing something you know am I am I not trying hard enough or am I you're constantly asking yourself like what am I missing what am I missing there's there's a deeper sense that there's something going on here you know are we soulmates Mm. are we this whatever you want to say and like and so you continue with an attachment to this person in this lifetime even though it's not healthy but you continue because you have this deep sense that there's more there and it's like when I did the regression I realized ha okay this is why (laughs) this is why you know like because I loved him before and you can kind of say to yourself I've loved him before we had a beautiful life you know we did have he was taken too soon but you know for me to have him in this life, it's not going to be the same. So it's right. just kind of like, it's like you're confused and you're on a deeper level, you know, like, cause you're wanting something that you really are kind of done with. It was done with, but so that was, that was really powerful. It was really nice because it was just a loving life. There was nothing really traumatic that really happened. Um, yeah. So that's what, another question I have. I find sometimes when people, Uh, go into these regressions they sometimes feel things that they've never felt in this life like they feel a deep love for um, a lover or even a parent or a sibling um, that they've never felt in this life or emotions of either great joy or great sadness that they've actually never experienced and Mm -hmm. so having like kind of gotten a snippet of this woman's life of ease and bubbliness and joy and deep deep love um did that, did that change or did, did that like change your heart in a way uh, afterwards? I think, I think I was still, it's funny because looking back, it was like, I still looked at her with kind of this, like, not pity, but kind of like, you're so young and naive, Mm -hmm. you know, like, almost like envy that I wish I could be in that state again, you know, like, because it was, it still seemed so foreign to me after the stuff that I've gone through in this life to ever be back in that space of like, just 
almost reckless abandon. Yes. Love with your heart fully open. You know, I don't know if I could say that I've ever gotten back to that place, but I definitely now know that that, you know, exists, you know, that's something that at some point my soul has actually felt that. Right. Um, But it's, it is a bit reckless. Because yeah, then she exactly. was attached Which, for, to him for lifetimes afterwards, right? So exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'd be curious to do another regression, yeah, <laughs> to see, you know, like because I feel like even that, you know, that uh, there's probably been more lifetimes with that particular person mm-hmm. just because it was so, um, just so intense, you know, so intense the love yeah well the the buddhists and indians sometimes say that when we're married to someone we're married for seven lives wow so we we will go through seven lives together in different ways sometimes we could switch and one be the man and the other be the woman and then switch in other lives but you're kind of connected for for many lifetimes when you consecrate marriage uh like in a sacred way i believe that 100 percent. i believe that for sure yeah cool um okay i think that was super awesome and pretty in depth um is there anything else you want to add about qhht i think well i think the important thing to to to, at least for me when we talk about it because i've obviously recommended a lot of people to contact you and to look into it because it's I feel like it's a huge, huge way to kind of heal a lot of stuff in yourself that to not be afraid of it. Yeah. You know, I, when I talk to people about it, oh, so many people are like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I don't know. Like, what if my mind goes here? Or they're really scared of like stuff that's going to come up and they're really kind of anxious about um, maybe going into a life that they don't want to see mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. To just really... And I've told so many people, like, you will only go to a life that you are ready to see, you know, like, and that's what, like, I try to tell people, it's like, you're not going to ever go to a place that you're not on a soul level ready to confront and hopefully overcome. And, you know, so to just not be afraid and to just not think too much about it. That was the one thing that I found. It was so easy. I just sat there and listened to you and didn't even it didn't require much work. And so I think people overthink it, you know, they overthink it and and that might prevent them from doing something that could really liberate them. So that's kind of the only other thing I would say about it to just like try it. It's amazing. You know? Yeah. I I kind of feel it's like a, a shortening, a shortcut in consciousness expansion. Oh yeah. Vitaly and I talk about this all the time. He's a big meditator. And even he says, you know, for people who, don't want to or don't have the time to meditate like it's a shortcut to just feel and experience what is greater than yourself in this body in this personality identity right now in this life so um yeah thank you so so much for sharing and uh i just quickly maybe like you know summarize a little bit what you're up to now and where people can find you uh with the beautiful work that you're doing now um <laughs> okay well I think I guess the the best way uh, to find me is on Instagram. Um I'm on Instagram um the weekend witch and it's a period between each one of those words. 
Uh, right now, my Instagram is pretty much dedicated to uh, tarot and to self-love and healing right now. Um, I kind of have gone through a big, huge transition in my life. So a lot of the content and things that I've been posting lately has to do with um, really fostering and developing love for yourself as kind of a catalyst towards uh, fulfilling not just your own dreams, but, you know, all of the different kind of goals you have for yourself in terms of your relationships, in terms of you as I'm a parent, I'm a mom. So as a mom, um, in terms of your career, all kinds of stuff like that, that they all start first with self-love. And it kind of took me um, really kind of hitting rock bottom to realize that. So that's kind of where I am right now in terms of what I'm doing. Um, I'm a tarot reader. So that's kind of my main thing on Instagram. I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah. And we'll have you back on here to share your kind of approach to tarot, because uh, I think it's very holistic and practical. And uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd love to. I'd love to do that. Yes. Thank you for listening. Wasn't that incredible? If you want information or to book a session for QHHT, you can contact me at AvaniQHHT on Instagram. And we'll see you next time for the next episode.